I'll never forget that day. devastated to talk about this right now so we're going to give her a little chance next week to, to sort out her feelings and, and get them out here on air I, there's actually other reasons but you don't need to know that, it's none of your fucking business uh, listeners unless Brian wants to make it your business so. um, let's just say it's just the three of us tonight and, uh, apologize for that whole it's not your fucking business thing so hi guys hi, how's it going? <laughs> how you doing? What's going on? It was a rousing, friendly start. Um, well, we're going to be talking about uh, Walking Dead Season 4, Episode 3, Good Out Here, is the title. Did you mean Fear the Walking Dead? Fear the Walking Dead. Isn't that what I yeah. said? Isn't that what he said? He said Walking Dead. Just the Walking Dead? I don't know. It's all one big fucking universe now, isn't it? I know. I know. I shouldn't <laughs> say that. I'll shut it's up. It's a Gipple-verse. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know all that comes with that. I'm still toying around with uh, an idea I have to make a uh, an announcement on this show, but I, I can't yet because actually I may be scoring us some some live recorded music for our intro. Uh, I met cool. somebody in my new building here that has just an amazing voice, and I'm trying to see if I can get him to do a version of the song that's going to be the intro to this episode and the last episode actually. So. Uh, hopefully I can get the, the live one. You're not going to get him sued, are you? Uh, hopefully not, no. Uh, you know, <laughs> won't our DeMonzacore podcast insurance cover that kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I'm doing an old enough song that it's probably like in the public domain by now, but when we, get the, when we get enough listeners to get the cease and desist letter, then we'll cease and desist. Yeah, besides Dufa is still looking for me from my last expense report. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to avoid that. So uh, don't tell him where I am. We <coughs> tried to go, uh, tell don't you die until after the podcast. I, I, I just, I just didn't think you could swallow that. <laughs> I just drank some chocolate milk the wrong way. 
wrong too. But we told you to not go with the high priced escorts, Brian. You got to go with you know you got to go to the street ones that are a little cheaper. You got to wear a couple condoms, but yeah, those expense reports. Uh, yeah, what kind of budget you. do you think we have? <laughs> No, I was buying a collection of Matthew Perry's sweater vests from Friends for a new podcast all about Friends. <laughs> I am just kidding. Intro, kids. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there for you. When you're finally admitted to the rehab center for your friend's addiction. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking of addicts, in a flashback, Nick burns the uh, blighted crops at the baseball diamond. And then we zap right to the present. And Nick, Alicia, Strand, and Luciana hold Morgan, Althea, and John prisoner in the SWAT truck. <coughs> I have to cough up some more milk. <coughs> I have that. Yeah. Edit, edit, edit. Al tries to engage with Nick a bit, and uh, Morgan tells her to ease off as they're kind of the prisoners right now. You know, she doesn't seem to appreciate the gravity of her situation. Nick tries to or care. No, she's uh, she seems to be pretty carefree about a lot of things. And no, 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 didn't work at all. Okay. Al reveals that she only gave them partial directions to the location. You sly minx. Um, they're looking for the numbered flag place, of course. She agrees to provide the rest of the directions on the condition that they tell their stories. And Nick reminds her that they're uh, captured, and she's like, like, I've never gotten out of a zip tie before. And, of course, she instantly escapes <laughs> by kicking Nick somewhere and, uh, and attacks Nick and uh, causing him to jostle Luciana in the driver's seat. And Luciana swerves off the road and crashes. And the Clark family didn't really have their finest moment here, as uh, people were supposed to believe that you have survived this long because that was like the most pitiful reversal of fortune I've ever seen in my life. No, that was an obvious, that was an obvious it's going to happen. Stupid moment. Yeah. In in a zombie apocalypse, you don't fight in a moving vehicle. You don't, no matter what. And and Althea, you know, what they've given us of her so far shows she's smarter than that. Yeah. That she would have waited until they would stop before she'd do that. But they had to wreck the vehicle. They had not in the zombie apocalypse? Yeah, but they had to wreck the vehicle. That was the point. All right, but I mean, even just Nick should have been smarter than, like, leaning over his captive and taunting her and and then, you know, acting surprised when... When she gets out. <laughs> just, just, have you never seen a TV show or a movie, Nick? That's the way it always fucking goes. But, well, it was pretty stoned the last time you saw able to watch TV. It could be, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, where are we here? So the uh, noise of the crash, of course, uh, attracts a herd of infected uh, starting to walk toward the truck, and we get our opening credits. So Nick wakes up and sees an infected approaching the SWAT car. Uh, SWAT truck, but he um, falls back unconscious. And in a flashback, Nick offers to accompany Madison on a supply run. 
Back in the present with our tennis match here, John and Al unsuccessfully try to extract the SWAT truck from the mud. The Nick has been rescued by this point. Uh, Luciana offers to locate a tow truck, but demands that she, Alicia, Nick, and Strand, who are all now captives, be released. So Al cuts their bounds, but holds uh, Nick hostage. Uh, and Morgan offers to stay with Nick while the others find the tow truck. <coughs> so Morgan is Nick sitting and reading The Art of Peace, his little uh, Buddhist book that he's got again now that he's a Buddhist again, which uh, Nick asked him about, but he kind of ignores him the first time. And Nick asks for something to eat, and Morgan cuts him loose, and Nick's like, you think that's a really good idea? You know, and Morgan's just... Like, yeah, yeah, Morgan doesn't seem to get this whole idea of hostage. No, no, he's not very good at it. Neither is Al, apparently. Uh, but uh, he demonstrates uh, why uh, he shouldn't be worried about Nick with his uh, stick, of course, knocking him down. And Nick gives him a protein bar with peanut you like You like peanut butter? At least it wasn't a fucking turnip. But yeah, he gives him a protein bar... And uh, Morgan's like, yes, yes, I do like peanut butter. Who doesn't like peanut butter? Right. Uh, aside from people who are allergic to peanuts. Well, it's, it, 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 it actually was... made me want to eat a peanut butter power yeah, bar, which yeah. I did the next day. So yeah, It was a good know. little scene because, uh, I, you know, Lenny James sold the uh, the foodgasm of, you know, probably the first peanut butter he's eaten in a while. Just like, oh, yeah, this is the best fucking protein bar in the universe right now. Yeah. <laughs> And that, that whole scene when he tripped Nick, even though I'd seen it in the previews from the week before, it, it made me think of uh, Pai Mei from Kill Bill, you know, the, yeah. the master. And I, I just expected Morgan to, like, stroke his beard there for a moment. Yeah, right. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I felt that the beginning of this episode or, you know, these segments of it were actually kind of building almost to something like that. Like Morgan's promising. Take, Morgan's going to take Nick under his wing and teach him the ways of the art of peace. And everyone's going to be a happy, hippie commune. Well, he was on his way toward that. Um, right, you know, and, and then I guess uh, actor desires got in the way, and we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> so, which clearly took me out of the blue, because I hadn't read anything about it. Uh, so Morgan uh, walks up the road and orders Nick to stay near the truck, and he's like, you know, if you leave, and Nick's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, I get it, I'm a hostage. So Nick finds uh, Morgan's book and goes through it a little bit and Al's video camera and watches the video of Morgan's story. And Morgan sees a uh, blue El Camino speeding toward him on the road and hides in the SWAT vehicle with Nick. Nick also notices the El Camino and bolts for the door, fighting Morgan off. And Mor Morgan accidentally hits the horn, attracting more infected. And Nick bolts out of the truck with a hammer and runs after the El Camino. Yeah, now, now Nick uh, there looked more angry than I think I'd ever seen him. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Clearly a reason for that, that they haven't yeah. got to yet, even though they're hinting pretty heavily at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's where I still think it's going to be a fucking gimple fake-out. Uh, Luciana leads the group to a service station and points to a truck with the wire cable and be like, hey, that'll do. That was convenient that we found this thing. Strand asks Al why she collects people's stories, and Al declares that the truth matters, does the good old journalism spiel of, you know, truth matters and people must know, and we've got to document this shit. And he kind of presses her about it and why it's so important, and she just re reiterates the importance of someone, you know, seeing all this, even if no one will see it, you know, or someone documenting it, if, even if no one will see it. But Luciana thinks she's full of shit for some reason. 
but she also recognizes like this woman knows her shit. You know, she's we're sitting yeah. in her super fucking SWAT thing. She just you know got <laughs> just turned the tables on us, and she's got some pretty serious hardware in here too. So Luciana's not stupid. She knows Al. There's something more to Al about than just being a newspaper girl. Yeah, you, know, you pick up a few things doing all those Taken movies. Yeah. <laughs> So Al again offers to disclose the location of the flag in exchange for everyone's stories. And Nick runs after the Al Camino, and we find he finds a patch of blue bonnets, uh, flowers, and kneels beside them. And in a flashback, Madison and Nick drive out to the stadium, or drive out to the uh, stadium gate, and Mel, a vulture, waves them over and wishes them luck on their supply run. Which, this surprised me a little bit that the, I guess the vultures truly do just kind of fucking wait you out. Um. Maybe, uh, but... It, well, they're not really doing anything other than reminding them that they're there. Yeah, yeah, essentially, and I still, I, I think it's kind of a... I still would have manned the sniper nest by now and just started taking out vultures left and right to see what they do. Um, and he does make some comment about, like, you know, what happens if uh, some of your people don't come back? You keep sending them out like this, and... He's like, they'll come back. You know, whatever. you're all sitting right here where we can watch you, maybe. <clears throat> so as they drive off, Madison assures Nick that they'll get Charlie back. Uh, and Nick asks Madison how she copes with being on the outside. And Madison says that she always looks for something good in people. And in the present, Nick picks a blue bonnet as the truck horn sounds in the distance. And a group of infected attack him. And he almost gets bitten. Morgan comes to save the day. Nick and Morgan walk down the road, and they kill two infected in a drugstore and enter the building. Nick asks Morgan why he helped, and he's like, I probably would have just left you. And Morgan just says that one of his, you know, three lines that we ever get from Morgan is like, I don't kill. <laughs> and Nick's like, Definitely I'll bet does. you did, though. I'll bet you did at one point. Huh? Huh? Come on, tell me. <laughs> Back in the past, Madison and Nick arrive at a church only to find that Mel's brother, Ennis, is already looting the place. Charlie steps out with a walkie-talkie, which he's been using to eavesdrop on Madison and obtain the locations of Madison's supply run. So Nick urges Charlie not to listen to the vultures, but Ennis declares that his people taught Harley, uh, Charlie how to survive. And he's like, she was only with you for two weeks. We found her. We've raised her. And, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She knows where to find the good shit, because she's our little spy. Apparently after two years, nobody has thought to raid this church. <laughs> yeah. For when, we, when we rescued her, we was gonna eat her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd never had Charlie meat before. <laughs> Jesus. I talked them out of it. Well, I, I got. Did it to me. I got actually kind of a, a different. You know, I've read too many true crime stories and shit, but I, I got more of a creepy vibe about. It's like, okay, this guy's like raised this young girl, you know, just to be a spy. It's like I don't know. He's just a creepy. Creepy guy, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he makes a snide, snide comment also about being able to feed his family, you know, to Nick. And Nick freaks out and attacks him with a knife. But Madison stops her from killing him. Maybe not a great move. Uh, Charlie gets in a blue El Camino with Ennis, and they zoom off. Morgan wraps his leg on you know, a new bandage and warns Nick that his mission to kill the driver is back in the, in the present, of course. His mission to drive the uh, kill the driver of the El Camino will not end up the way Nick thinks it will. Well, boy, is he not just <laughs> talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, this is not going to go how you think. No. 
And Nick tells Morgan that uh, he saw the video confessional and asked who Morgan lost, and Morgan just kind of stomps off. Like, I'm not telling you anything. I lose people, I lose myself. Luciana's group returns uh, to the SWAT truck and finds it swarming with the infected, and John spots an arrow left by Morgan, uh, a literal arrow drawn in the ground or made by sticks to indicate the direction that he and Nick went. Alicia offers to help tow the truck while Luciana and John look for Morgan and Nick, and Alicia's group agrees to tell their stories if Al takes them all the way to the location of the flag. So Alicia fights off the infected as she attaches the tow truck cable, and Strand pulls the truck out of the mud. Morgan arrives at a farm and finds Ennis loading the El Camino with food from a silo. Nick charges at him. Uh, Morgan tries to stop Nick, but Nick basically calls his bluff and is like, you're not stopping me unless you do what you gotta do. In almost a suicidal way, it almost seemed to me. It's like he was almost kind of hoping you know, Morgan would take him out or something. It's just the way I read it. Um, but Nick follows Ennis inside uh, the silo, and back in a flashback, Nick tells Madison that being on the outside feels more stifling than being inside the diamond, and he's you know still got some kind of weird PTSD going on that we don't know what happened between the time of the dam and the time of the ball diamond, which hopefully they'll get around to showing us. Someday, how we got out of the water or something. Yeah. And where the fuck they find Luciana? Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Back in the they just press. all stumble down the road and bumped the, into each other. There better be some the river, answers. The river took them to her. That's it. They just all floated until they, they came to the end of it together. Like, oh, hey, well, that was a nice little trip. I got to say, though, this whole blue bonnet theme that they've got going on in the episode, The, mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is they didn't have a single field of blue bonnets that actually looked like a field of blue bonnets. Yeah, yeah. Because it was obvious it was filmed during a cooler time when blue bonnets really aren't in bloom, so they they just planted them in the ground. Yeah. Because blue bonnets are just they flourish and they just bloom all over the place wherever they or they flourish. So that was it was you as someone from Texas is a little too obvious. Right. Good. Good. Always uh, good to have accuracy, and we have. I'm boring uh, the crap out of you, aren't? No, 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 no. <laughs> You're a Texas correspondent, man. It's like I love having. <laughs> That's why I loved having, you know, you guys on, you know, when I was in Mexico, too, because, you know, my best Mexican, so you can always go to you for the expert opinion on things. No, I, I love when you point out shit about Texas. Yeah. But, uh, we have nothing to offer about Texas. Yeah. But, I mean, again, you know, we were, we can't we can't rely on them to be accurate about things like gasoline not evaporating, so you pretty much have to give them a f- full pass on shit like city details and stuff like that and climate details you know or you just drive yourself crazy and you have to do a silly podcast like this to pick through it um, you want to you want to sit there and sit on have a discussion about language barriers on the show krypton <laughs> no i don't ever really. adam strange a guy from earth on krypton talking with the krypton kryptonians oh sure well you know Every alien race has their little babblefish or, you know, universal yeah. translator. And what do you think, Brian? The thing else say shit far too much for Krypton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Krypton? They're using shit on Krypton? Well, the yep. one character does. Really? Every time it takes me right out. Yeah, that's just... Why? Just because we can, because we're on sci-fi or something. Yeah. No. I guess the same reason you drop an F-bomb in Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, no. Yep. No, not a fan of that either, but... All right, I'm I'm even more glad that I decided not to watch that. Um, Aside from that, I'm enjoying it. 
Yeah. So I'm enjoying it too. Just still can't get over the whole Superman show without Superman, though. I just can't do it. <laughs> so where are we here? Uh, back in the present, Nick charges at Ennis inside the silo. Uh, Morgan walks by the patch of blue bonnets, then decides to turn back around. Everyone's looking at the flowers in this, uh, <laughs> this episode. Never a good, yeah. never a good time. No, nope. nope. And after a good struggle, Nick, and this was a nice little kill, though, impales Ennis with deer antlers that are uh, sitting on the ground or leaning up against the wall or something. Was anyone concerned about Nick not coming out of this? Uh, no, not really. I, I, they honestly took me completely by surprise in this. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is with this fight. You know, if Nick now, I mean, the thing is, Nick was. I don't know that Nick was aware the antlers had fallen. Yeah, they made they made us aware, like Chekhov's gun. You know, right? Yeah, but <laughs> it, you know, I don't know that Nick was aware. So I think he was really, you know, surprised when right. the guy hit the floor, and it was like, wait, that death was too quick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, because he did kind of hover over him, and you know, the guy's kind of begging, but I think Nick did kind of make the conscious decision there to kill him. At that point, I think it was going to anyway, but uh, it was a good little fight, actually. You know, it was was one of the better struggles, I think, between two people. They did kind of keep you guessing for a minute. He was losing a couple times. So Luciana and John look for Morgan and Nick, and Luciana tells John that she once left Nick, even though she loved him, and can have no fucking idea how she found him again, but... John offers her some candy from his Well, that's good, because we have no fucking idea how she found them again, either. No, they'll fill in the details eventually. This is like, you know, Maz Kanata flashing the lightsaber thing. That's a story for another time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So John offers her some candy from his bag of holding that always has candy in it, apparently. And um, Morgan finds Nick with bloody hands, and he tells Nick about the people he lost, his wife, his son, and his friends. And he tells him about finding his Buddhist sensei buddy there from the flagship show, and he gives the art of peace to Nick and tells him that all life is precious, man. And so, well, Nor- why, why, wash your hands before you take the book, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't you don't know where that book has been. And then, um, <laughs> Morgan uh, watches Nick reading it for a while from a distance, and the SWAT truck arrives. Everyone gets out. Al notices that the lock to her locker is broken, and she sighs re- with relief when she sees that all her tapes are there, including a box labeled The Bog, 17 to 24. So yeah. it's uh, yeah. Chekhov's videotapes that we're going to view somewhere along the line and will tell us some vital piece of Al's uh, story. Did Nick leave the camera? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah, kind of watched it and, yeah. Then put it back down? Yeah. So Nick puts the art of peace in his back pocket and finds the flower that he picked earlier. In a flashback, Madison spots a patch of blue bonnets blooming in the grass. She pulls over and Nick lies down in the flowers. And I think the lesson Morgan should have brought to the other from the other show is you never look at the fucking flowers, Nick. Yeah, no kidding. Well, Morgan wasn't there. Oh, yeah, Morgan wasn't there. No. Morgan wasn't there for that. That was Tyrese. Yeah, yeah. But... You know, you'd have just been like, if you anywhere near flowers, don't look at them. That would have, should be the first thing he imparts to people he meets. <laughs> <laughs> and so in the present, Nick gets shot in the chest. And he looks up and sees Charlie holding a gun, uh, who runs away. Alicia, Strand, and Luciana try to revive him, but he dies horribly. And Alicia sobs, and Nick wakes up in the flowers in the flashback. So there's her buddy, Junkie Johnny Depp. It's 
It's over, man. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, that was a shock. I I had no clue whatsoever that was coming. No, me either. No. Um, And and Mike said when I posted about it, he said that you'd read somewhere that the. uh, that, uh, I think it was Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, like said that he wanted variety. One of those two. I, I totally missed that because he's like, yeah, was, apparently in the third season he told him he wanted out. Yeah, you so know why I, did he survive the dam then? I, I I know. I almost feel like they should have done it with like they just lost him at the dam and you know. No, because they had him under contract for the fourth season. Yeah, and yeah. So, so he, and he's still going to have to show up in flashback stuff, presumably. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to show up. Flashbacks are so few that I guess, I mean, they better not be because we need a lot of fucking explanation. Not explaining to do, people. Yep. (laughs) Like a year and a half, you know, two years now that we're, we don't know what's going on. Um, I'm pretty sure, I would be surprised if by now he's filmed everything that he needed to film. Yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I really. I said I kind of questioned the timing of this, if he is going to be in the rest of the season, or at least maybe just half of it or something, and then um, they'll flash back around him or something. I don't freaking know. But just the structure, the way this is going, the flashbacks, and we have to find out what happened between the stadium and now, and then we have to find out what happened between the dam and the stadium. Well, it could also be could also be a schedule thing. You know, maybe he comes back. You know, to film a week here, a week there, instead yeah. of having to be there all the time. Yeah, because yeah, apparently he wants to do the adventures of young Voldemort. Kidding, kidding. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he has too much of a nose for that. I hope he's got another yeah, job set up. Watching I... the end of season three at the Dan, though, that Nick's story was kind of over. Well, he they that's why I think they really should have like kind of let him make the sacrifice play there, the suicide play that he was doing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, uh, it was a good end, I guess. It's obviously going to set up some shit down the road. Who knows if like Mel's still alive in, in the future, in the present time here? Uh, obviously, went to find. I think he is because uh, they're going to look for the rest of them in, in the next episode. Um, so I don't know, man. He was one of my favorite characters. He was the first first guy we saw in the the, the first episode, basically. Yeah. So. You know, you know, I liked I liked him early on. I liked the the stuff that he did as that, you know, as the druggie figuring his way through things yeah, as right. a druggie would. Yeah. Um, the whole you know Walker Whisperer thing didn't necessarily do a lot for me. I understood it. Um, but I think that his story had moved on to where, where it could have, the only place where it could have, and that was him trying to find some inner peace and somehow right. the flower. And by, the, by the time he got to the dam, he had found it. Yeah. yeah. I, so yeah. I, I don't, I, I was not, you know, sitting there looking forward to Nick's story moving on. Um, uh, Alicia, was, Alicia, yeah. of course, is, is going to have the weird stories. Madison. Again, maybe, but you know, I, I'm sitting there as this season has started, and we've seen Dory, and we've seen, well, the other the other characters come in. Some of them are pretty interesting. Althea too is interesting to me. I, I, I like what they've done with her character so far, yeah. except for, of course, for the stupid moment of starting a fight in a moving vehicle. Yeah, 
But I'm still uh, haven't seen Maddie in the present. I'm, I'm still ultimately not even kind of pleased about the whole Morgan joining the crew thing. He's just really not adding a goddamn thing to it, in my opinion. And he has nothing to add. I mean, the only way they can go with this plot is either becomes a killer again or he doesn't, or he starts teaching everyone to be a Buddhist. I'm just not sure I really care. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. No. What do you, what you, do you, see, the, you see, the character he w- I would have been interested to see him with is Nick. Yeah, me too. I thought this was building up to... I'm like, this okay. Time. Yeah, I was like, okay, I think I'm cool with, with Morgan if like him and Nick become a, a duo in this, you know? Right. Um, and, but uh, now with no Nick... <laughs> not happening. <laughs> yeah, now I don't see them actually getting rid of Maddie, so I think that whatever's going on is a dodge. I'm, yeah, I'm I do pretty too. sure you're, you're right in that regard. Yeah. So the interactions between her and Morgan could be really interesting since, you know, she's always willing to kill everybody else for the sake of her own kids, and she just lost one. Yeah. Well, one of my and, running theories was that her and Morgan become... You know, like Alpha and Beta from the Whispers or something, you know, and then travel farther east to to say hi to our, our other people, you know, maybe a year or two down the road or something. But uh, that's probably not going to happen. I'm still yeah, I'm still probably got Jadis on the top of my Whispers list at this point, or just somebody we haven't even met yet. But yeah, well, didn't Jadis move to one of the communities? Yeah, she's going to live at Hilltop or Alexandria or something. So, uh, yep, but. Uh, yeah, it sounds like something's rolling around on your desk. Really? Yeah, hmm. it stopped. Oh, yeah. I, now I was yeah. playing with my mic for a minute. I was fidgeting. Ah, the disadvantages of not being able to smoke. I still haven't got myself with a vape thing. Um, but yeah, I like the. Uh, honestly, man, I don't know. I, I I've never thought she was a particularly strong actress, but I didn't really. Wasn't really feeling Luciana's grief at the whole Nick death thing. Alicia fucking yeah, Alicia it saw it. it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, Strand even did. You could see Strand was just fucking crushed, basically. And he hasn't yeah. crushed as Strand yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the next episode, he even he even does a better performance. I thought, you know, talking about Nick. Um, but yeah, Luciana was. I don't know. She did her best, but maybe that was part of the problem. Maybe Nick. You're, uh, you know, um, Nick Delane, right? Is his real name? Frank Delane. Frank, right? Frank Delane. Delane, yeah. I can't remember that. He's just always going to be Nick to me. Um, I just never felt a huge, great chemistry between those two actors. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not. But say la vie, as they say, la vie. No, uh, he's he's got the McLean Stevenson bug. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, I hope he has something set up for himself because I don't. Yeah. I think he's a good actor, but he doesn't really have that, what the folks would call the star quality, in my opinion. No. Um, so I don't know, you know. I, I don't know. I think I think that, that he probably could do good. I just hope that what happened here isn't what sabotages his career. Yeah. I mean. You I know, know. If, if, if he does get into something good, I mean. Again, you know, he had uh, some kind of legal issue what last year, the year before, yeah, yeah. at the studios. Yeah. You know, uh, so he may have issues that may get people to stay away from him. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking, man. That's why you dig in and 
milk the Walking Dead train for you know you have the cow yeah, yeah, just, just, just from re- just from what I read, it just seemed like he's one of those actors that gets bored in the same role. Understandable, yeah. I would think, right, yeah. Well, he's what 26, 27 years old. <laughs> Well, and he's managed to save some cash because it can be a long time between jobs sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I kind of thought it was crazy when they started talking about, you know, Maggie leaving the other show and Lauren Cohen not being able to nail down a contract. And, you know, and she was considering leaving to go do a pilot for something. But it's like, man, pilot is never yeah, any kind of guarantee. Yeah, that's going to series. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks that's, like he's in two... Okay, he just finished a movie called Astral. Ooh, okay. Um, that's let's see if it, if it's got if they got anything good on this. It's got him and a bunch of people I've never heard of. Okay, that's not. And he's top top build actor in the movie. Okay. Uh, so the girl um, who plays Alicia's done a couple small like horror movies too and stuff, but I don't think they've. Well, she that. was on. Wasn't she on the One Hundred or? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Or one of those. And then there's a movie called Maestro, hmm. uh, based on a novel. Klaus Maria Brandauer, Madeline Madden. Don't know her, but I, I've heard of Klaus Maria Brandauer before. It's yeah. a decent. That's a, He's a, out of Africa. Uh, he was the villain in uh, Never Say Never Again. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, uh, you know, that's a little gravitas there in that movie. Yeah. It says, in a volatile, exotic world where the piano becomes a battleground, music weaves its emotive force through fragmented lives of ambition, love, betrayal, and politics. All right. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I will warmly read some reviews about that one. Uh, so, best of luck, Frank Delane, in case you ever happen upon oh, this. Wait, wait, wait. wait, oh, wait. More? Do- he's in Dolly Land, is in Dalai Lama, but Dolly Land... Um, Starring Tim Roth, Ben Kingsley, and directed by Mary Heron. Heron Mary Heron follows gallery assistant James, and as he helps Dolly prepare for a large show, instead of learning art from one of the greatest painters in the 20th century, James instead falls into a world awash with money, parties, and intrigue. So right. he'll be playing the same character. Right. Cool. Yeah, um, he was in Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Yeah. Yeah, he played uh, played young Voldemort. Young Voldemort. Young Voldemort. Yeah. Well, see that one I'd be into. Any movie about Salvador Dali, I'd definitely be into. <laughs> but well, best of luck to him because um, he, he was an endearing character on this show, and I can't gripe too much. I'm not going to like pull the whole goddamn you writers thing because I'm the one that's been saying on the other show should have the balls to knock off main characters. So can't really gripe that they do it over here. They do it over here a lot more. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... And honestly, you, honestly, this time they were honoring a request. Yeah, now, so... Have you guys, they wanted to do this. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys heard anything about Ruben Blade showing back up? Nah, I haven't really read anything on the trades about it. Uh, I think they'll probably get him back for, like, his flashback death or something, I'm thinking. Uh, if I don't know, man. They've got a lot... Uh, after this episode, I think I saw some previews of the next one, which is going to be primarily John Dory flashback story. Um, so to be honest, I'm not really that interested in. No, I'm not either. Um, what, what are you down the road a bit, maybe, but 
I, I not I, now. I still want to catch up. I still want to know what the fuck's been going on with the the characters we've been watching for three years. You know. Yeah. And until they start to give me more of that, I'm really not happy with this season yet. Uh, I'm not saying I don't like it. I, it's got potential, and and they always do interesting shit on this show, and that's why I've liked it more than the flagship for a while. But. I just don't, I'm just worried about the meat getting tainted, kids, <laughs> as they say. Tainted meat! Yeah. Tainted meat! Um, so just, just, I don't know. I just, I still just can't get into, I just don't Fear's know. new show, co-showrunner, Andrew Chambliss, has confirmed that Daniel is alive and out there. Really? All right. Awesome. Well, there we go. All right. Um, Thank you. Cool. But, but, <laughs> that's a big but. Bro, we couldn't pay Ruben for more than a couple episodes. It's not, it's not up to the writers when he shows up, it's up to Blattis. Right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. It's about when they can get Blattis. Right. Gotcha. Because uh, apparently he's a musician as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, he does a little side project. Uh, <laughs> Actually, uh, no, that, that is good news. Five decades, it might be one of his main that projects. That is good news. I almost wish I didn't know that now, because it would have been a nicer surprise, but fuck it. Good. That's good news. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, not done yet, by any stretch, because I, I want to hear, you know, talk about the reverse of the, uh, the Walking Dead proper's, uh, business plan for lack of a better term I guess and that just having everything be cliffhanger 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 and you know we, you're gonna have to stick around to the second half of the season because we kept you guessing at the you know mid-season finale the, this show is now just basically like you have to stick around and know what happened <laughs> you have to stick around to find out how we got to this point and that's that's almost more compelling to me but also less in a way i kind of still just wish they had gone they had kept it even the same time and just never the two worlds meet uh, that's right. really they, what they didn't been, need to that really was my preferred vision for this this series but then again i the guy that gets paid to make those decisions so now this season is going to have what 16 episodes yeah yeah they all do okay and the writers on this show, and assuming some of them are still the same, have always been better at utilizing the time better than the other show, I think. I've always been more engaged with the filler episodes, quote-unquote, than I am on the other show. But, now, I wonder if that's because they can do whatever they want on this show. Yeah, it is. It's it's a lot. They, they have lot no template to follow, so they can tell the story organically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, still... the, the other show probably has a. This is where we want to be at this point. Yeah. No, I still I'm, I still don't give them a pass for that. You... And they have to make up a ton. And they have to make up a ton of dumb shit to make sure they don't get there too quick. Uh, that's just where the laziness comes in because it's you can do that. You can, you know, how many. You can do that if you're a good enough writer. You can make the shit in the middle interesting, even if you already know the destination. So, um, yeah, again, I really wouldn't bother me if they drop a meteor on Strand, or not Strand, but uh, Morgan. But he's probably gonna be around for a while. So, I like him. I like him. I like Lenny James. Let me yeah, just I do. Say yeah, that. you know, it's it's he's he's uh, 
compelling enough that that you want to watch him. So I wanted to I watch. Mean, it, I wanted to watch the Nick and Morgan Roadshow, and I've been denied. So, so I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence right now. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get the Nick and Natty Roadshow. Yeah. Yeah. She only drinks a strand. Uh, <laughs> that's about all I got, folks. Uh, we we'll, said we'll let Beth uh, do her her Nick eulogy next week. Uh, I, hats off to Frank Delane, compelling performance. He's a good actor. Yeah, he was yep. he definitely was a boon to this show. And uh, that's all I got. I, I'll, I'll say that Frank Delane was better sometimes than the material he was given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I would say so. A lot of yeah. this cast is. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to give... I like what Kim Dickens is doing so far this season. It was kind of hard on her last season. Um, yep. But we'll give her a chance. And Alicia, my, my apocalypse goddess, is still knocking it out of the park. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's our letter Fear the Walking Dead cast, I guess. Yep. And uh, yep. she'll be back next week. Bye now. You've been listening to Fear the Walking Dead cast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. 